All right, hello and welcome to Double Play Sports. I'm James alongside Pat. Today we're joined again by a big friend of the page, Kyle. Kyle, how are you doing today? I'm great today. It's honored to be on here with you two amazing men. Just let's get into it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, today what we're getting into is uh, episode 32, which is our postseason preview for 2022. Ooh, uh, what's up? Nothing. All right, all right, all right. So should be a good one. We're going to go over some uh, postseason brackets. Then we're going to talk about who the biggest villain for the postseason is. Then we're going to talk about some uh, a team we think might uh, shock everyone a little bit and then react to some hot takes. So it should be a good one. Uh, we're going to start off with the postseason brackets. Um, with like a few days left, the teams are pretty much set in uh, order of who's getting the buys, uh, except for the second National League buy, which is right now between the Mets and Braves. They're tied. Uh, 98 games apiece. That should be a really interesting way to spend the weekend if you're watching that. But uh, the rest of the postseason is pretty much set. Um, so yeah, let's let's. What's up, Brewers? Yeah. Oh, Phillies Brewers too. Brewers are a half game out. They are playing Miami right now, and they play Arizona, and then Philly playing Washington right now. Then they have to face off against Houston. So I want to hear who you guys have in that. But uh, let's start out with uh, American League. Kyle, uh, what's your order right now for uh, the seeding? Uh, right now, I have it as Houston, who clinched the one seed yesterday. Yep. And then the second seed, I think they might have clinched it, but it's going to be the Yankees. They're like yeah. seven games ahead of the Guardians. Yeah. Three seed, it's going to have to be the Guardians. Four seed, I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays, who are currently there right now. Five seed Tampa Bay and six seed Seattle. Yeah, that's that's what I got too. I think uh, Rays are I think like a half game back right now, but uh, I think they're yeah. gonna hop Seattle. I I think so as well. Um, Pat, do you have something similar? Uh, I have the same through except I have the Mariners five and the Rays six because right. of the schedule. The Rays are playing Houston right now. Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, Kyle, start us off. What do you have going down in your wild card matchup? You got Guardians, Mariners, and Rays, Blue Jays. Who do you have taking those uh, three game series? So Guardians, Mariners. I actually have the Mariners in three. All right. I feel like I don't know. There's something about this Mariners team this year that seems special, and I feel that the Guardians kind of had a cakewalk through their division, so didn't really. Didn't really seem like it's going to be a series. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like Seattle has the upper hand on this one. Yeah, and um, then Toronto, Tampa Bay. I have Toronto also in three division division rivals. They've seen plenty of each other. Feel like it's going to be back and forth series, but I think the offense of Toronto is just going to be too much. Yeah, I got to agree with you on both of those. I got Mariners over Guardians in three. Mariners went 6-1 uh, and one against the Guardians this year. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been a team that's really – I mean, people going into the season, a lot of people thought they were going to be a postseason team, but they had their ups and downs during the year. But they're a team that uh, a lot of their biggest milestones they've hit this year have been uh, coming with the walk-off. So they've been a very exciting team to watch. I also got the Mariners in three, and I also have the Jays in three. Uh, they almost split the series this year, the Rays and the Jays. Rays went 10-9. and nine. I think it's really going to ultimately come down to uh, the offensive depth of the Blue Jays, which is ridiculous, and then you got the pitching depth of Tampa Bay. So it's going to be a close one. But uh, what about you, Pat? Uh, so obviously I have a lot of different matchups. Uh, yeah. The 4-5 matchups, I do have the Blue Jays beating the Mariners in three games. All right. Uh, I think – you know, I, I do think Seattle has a good team. I just don't think they have what it takes in that small of a sample size to take down the amount of bats that Toronto has. I yeah. They are a little injured, but I think because it's just a three-game series, they can get through that. Yeah. And then as far as Cleveland and Tampa Bay goes, Tampa Bay uh, has not been very successful on the road this year. And, of course, they'll be playing three games in Cleveland. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is a great team built for a seven game series. Yeah. But I think this new wildcard format of three games all in one place, I think that's I think that's gonna be tough for them. I think Cleveland takes that in two. Oh, all right, all right. 
I can re- I can respect a lot of those. I like the Guardians a lot. The one thing that I will say about them is they're they're two guys at the top of the team, Bieber and J Ram. They both in not a lot of a, not a very large sample size have both uh, struggled in the postseason. Bieber, it's only been one game, so we don't really know what we're going to get from him. And uh, yeah, but they're going to be a really interesting team to watch because I mean, very weak division this year, obviously in the AL Central, but uh, especially recently they've been red hot, so they should be a interesting team to watch. How about over on the National League side with the wild cards? Uh, Kyle, who do you have winning those matchups? Don't we gotta or, talk- actually, wait, who do you have? Uh, Phillies Brewers, first off. Okay, so I, I know you guys aren't gonna like me for this, but I have the Phillies. All right. And then, do you want me to just say the order then? Yeah. So I have the Dodgers one because mm-hmm. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I have the Braves winning the uh, the NL East at two. Yep. The the Cardinals at three. Okay. The Mets at four. Yeah. The Padres at five, and then obviously the Phillies at six. Okay. And what about the wild card matchups for you? Okay, so what? I have St. Louis versus Philadelphia, and then the Mets versus the Padres. Yeah. In the first one, I have the Phillies in three. Ooh, okay. I feel like Harper's going to turn it around. He's been struggling a little bit lately, I think. And I don't know. I just feel that Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, I think Albert's uh, run's going to end in the divisional series, uh, in the wild card series, excuse me. And then in the other one, it's Mets in two. It's not going to be close. Yeah, Padres have been slumping quite a bit. They are uh, pretty much a 500 team since August 1st, which is not what you're looking for uh, to finish out the year. Um, I have the Brewers. Uh, playing Miami and Arizona, pretty much two of the worst, if not the two worst offenses, is going to be great for them end of the year. And uh, Houston's a tough team. And, I mean, Philly's had a good year, but there's been times where they were playing some of the best teams in baseball, and they have really struggled against really good teams this year. So I'm going to say Brewers take it by a game. Um, so that gives me Dodgers, Mets, Cards, Braves, Padres, Brewers. I do think the Mets uh, beat out and get that spot. I'm praying for it. Come on, Mets, we need you. We need to take an, at least another game this weekend and then uh, – or take a game at least this weekend and then uh, beat up on the Nationals. Um, so that gives my wild card matchups at Cardinals-Brewers. Uh, I think Cardinals take this one, but I think they take it in three. I think people are sleeping on the Brewers a little bit. They've been good recently. Um, Cardinals uh, won the season series versus them, but it was only 10 games to nine games. The thing that's going to hurt the Brewers the most is they really don't have a lot of bats. They've got a lot of average guys, but besides Willie Adamas, I don't love their lineup. I think the Cardinals take it in three. And then Braves-Padres, Braves take it in two. Padres are not a great team. Um, since August 1st, the Braves are 34-18. and 18, The Padres are 28-24. and 24. The one thing that might come into play, Soto has a lot of postseason experience, right? He's been the guy in the postseason. Um so maybe this is his time where he really shows, like, hey, that trade was worth it, and there's going to be more to see from him next year. But uh, that's yet to be seen. So I got Braves over Padres in two. How about you, Pat? Personally, I think Milwaukee ends up with the last spot. I just think just based off the teams, how they're built, I just think that Philadelphia team that's very prone to collapse, they do that a lot. And so I think Milwaukee gets that. Um, between the Mets and the Braves, uh, I personally find it hard to believe that uh, the way the Braves' schedule is set up, obviously they have to face uh, Max Scherzer and Chris Bassett the next two nights. Yeah. And they finish off the year facing Sandy Alcantara uh, with Miami. I find it difficult to believe they're going to win all three of those games, which they probably will have to if they want to win the division especially because if the Mets take just one game this weekend, they do have the tiebreaker on the season series. So I do think the Mets get that spot. Um, so then the 3-6, I think St. Louis beats Milwaukee in three games. Three games just because I think Corbin Burns is pretty damn good. Uh, the 4-5, the Braves and the Padres, I think it'll go to three. I think the Padres have enough just – pure talent on that team to get a game but uh, it's the brave series all the way yeah i can i can agree with that for sure um 
So let's talk a little bit about the ALDS now, right? Uh, Astros are going to play the winner of the 4-5, and the Yankees are going to play the winner of the 3-6. So, uh, Kyle, you've got uh, Blue Jays, Astros. Who do you have taking that one? I have the Blue Jays in four games pulling up the upset over the Astros. I don't know. I feel like the Blue Jays offense is just from watching them all year. You're never, as a Yankees fan, you never like, you never sit down, watch the game. You're like, okay, Yankees are up by three uh, in the seventh inning. This game's over. Blue Jays offense is pretty good. So, I don't know. I feel something. There's going to be an upset in the playoffs this year, and that's what I have. I'd have the Blue Jays taking it in four. And then I have the Yankees also taking it in four. I mean, I feel like Mariners have had a great season, historic season, but I feel like the Yankees are going to be too much for the Mariners. All right. Um, you know, I'm I'm very high on the Astros, but I do see the Blue Jays. I mean, I think it's going to really come down to them. We know their offense. We know how good that offense is. I think for them it's going to come down to their pitching. But because uh, aside from, like, Manoa and Gosman, that rotation, like, Berrios has not been good. Kikuchi has not been good. You've gotten some good innings out of uh, Ross Stripling, but uh, he's a guy that he's probably going to be in the pen during the postseason. So we'll cool. see about that. Stripling um, during the postseason? What's up? Stripling in the pen? Who's Who are the starters then? I don't know. I, I've yet to see. A lot of the teams, it's pretty easy to see. But uh, no, maybe Stripling does start. I Yeah, no, they'll probably go. Stripling's your three in the postseason. Yeah. You think they go Stripling over Berrios? I mean, Berrios has been Stripling. terrible this year. But... Thanks. All right, all right, all right. Um, Yeah, I, I have um, Astros taking down the Blue Jays in uh, four. Um, as much as I'd love to see the Blue Jays, and I really don't love the Astros, the Astros have just dominated everybody this year. And uh, I think they're going to take that series with a little bit of ease. When it comes down to Mariners-Yankees, it's going to be closer than people think. Um, the Mariners pitching staff is very good, and it doesn't get talked about enough. They're probably going to go with Ray... Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Luis Castillo as their rotation. And then you've got guys like Flexen in the bullpen. And then you've got guys with like Seawald and Penn Murphy and Andres Munoz and Eric Swanson. So there's not a lot of experienced guys, but they've got guys that have performed really well all year long. I think, and this is going to be a shock to some people, I do think the Mariners take this one. The Mariners are 4-2 and two against the Yankees this year. The Mariners are a really good team, and they're going to shock the world, I think, in the postseason. So I'm going to do Mariners over Yankees in five. Pat? Yeah, you know, obviously I don't have the Mariners in this round, but I, I personally, I don't, I don't, I don't love their bats. That's my problem with them. I don't, yeah. love, I don't love their lineup through and through. Um, but as far as I go for Houston and the Blue Jays, I think the Houston Astros are just a better team than the Blue Jays. I think they're going to win that series in four games. Uh, I, it's pretty simple to me. That's just the way I see it. Uh, the Yankees and the Guardians. I do think the Guardians have a lot of momentum on their side, just because of the fact that they're not supposed to be here. I think that helps them out, but I think the Yankees get rid of them after five. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I do think like Mariners. They're my they're my team. I think is going to make a run. I think the. The Yankees, second half, they've been better recently, but overall their offense throughout the year, it's been it's been Aaron Judge. You've gotten moments where Glaber was really good. You've gotten moments where Rizzo was really good. You've had moments where Stanton was really good. You've even had mo- you've had moments where LeMahieu was really good, but it hasn't been consistent the whole year long, and I think that's going to hurt them. But uh, let's head over to the National League side. Um, Kyle, you've got uh, you've got the Mets versus the Dodgers, and the Braves versus the Phillies. How are those matchups going down? All right, so first I'll go with the inner division. Uh, Phillies versus Braves. I have the Braves in four. Yeah. I feel like the Braves are just an unbelievable team, top to bottom. 
like I said, I have them winning the division, so I have them outlasting the Mets, which is like a hard thing to do because the Mets have been so good this year. I feel like their lineup's better, their arms are better, and their bullpen's better. Like Pat said about the Blue Jays and the Astros, the Braves are just a better team, and I have them in four games. And then the Mets and the Dodgers is going to be a slugfest of two heavyweights. It's it's going to be it's going to be crazy. But I I just have I have the Dodgers in five. I, I there's not a world where I see the Dodgers not winning a playoff series this year. That team top to bottom is unbelievable. As good as the Mets have been this year, and as and if the Mets would have played the Braves or the Phillies, they, I think they easily would have beaten them in a five-game series. But I think it's just they got unlucky with the draw and the Dodgers take it in five. Yeah, no, these next two games uh, with the Mets are going to matter so much because, I mean, there's a world where you lose the division by one game and then you have to play the Dodgers you have to play a first-round matchup against probably the Cardinals and then a second-round matchup against the Dodgers. That's ridiculous. That is a terrible way to start your postseason, excuse me. So uh, I've got the oh, – I'm sorry. I've got the Mets taking on the Cardinals here, and I've got the Braves taking on the Dodgers. Uh, I think the Mets handle the Cardinals uh, in four games. I really would like to see the Cardinals. They're the team I'm rooting for if the Mets get eliminated. I like the Cardinals team a lot. I want to see those guys go home with another ring. But uh, when you look at their team stacked up against each other, it's the Mets. And Braves-Dodgers is going to be a tough series because obviously the Dodgers are one of the best teams of all time. But you've got the Braves with so much postseason experience. They're red, red hot heading into the postseason. And, I mean, they're, they're coming off the World Series last year, and their team's been as good as last year if not even a little bit better. Um, I think it's going to come down to the bullpen because you've got these two offenses that are just ridiculous on both sides, and you've got these two rotations that are very good. But eventually, you can't have a 0-0 ball game every time. And there's going to be some big offense here, and I think it's going to come down to the bullpen. And that's why I think the Braves are going to beat the Dodgers. Um, The Braves' bullpen is arguably, and I'd say, the best in baseball. They're ridiculously deep. And I think the Dodgers are gonna the Dodgers are gonna get hit a little bit hard this year um, by the Braves, and I think uh, you know Braves are riding high off of uh, last year's World Series and this year's incredible season. I think the Braves take it in five. Pat, yeah. So I'll start at the top with the Dodgers and the Braves. Obviously, have the same series that you just talked about. Um, I think the Braves are a spectacular team. Uh, and I, I do think their bullpen is very impressive. But I, I also think that the Dodgers also have an incredible bullpen that yeah. doesn't get talked about. Of course, I know you love Evan Phillips. Oh, yeah. um, and then they have, of course, Bruce Dark, Gratterall. I mean, it doesn't matter what numbers he put up, even though his numbers are pretty good. I'm not saying they're not good. It doesn't matter what numbers he puts up. He's still throwing the, the pitches moving across the whole plate at 100 miles an hour. Alex Vesia has been good for them out of the bullpen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and my big problem with the Braves is who's going to start that fourth game. Spencer Strider's injured right now. He hasn't started throwing again yet. That could cause some major issues for you. Right now, I'm assuming that it's a maybe whether or not Strider's pitching in that game. That's why I think the uh, Dodgers take that series in four. Okay, I can definitely respect that. And how about on the other side? Uh, the Mets and the Cardinals, I uh, I like this series quite a bit. I'm very excited if this series can come to fruition because this is one, one I want to watch. Um, earlier in the season, the uh, uh, just a couple months back, these guys played a four-game set. Uh, the Mets took three out of four. However, every single game, with the exception of one, was very close. It was an incredible game. The last game finished in the bottom of the 10th. Cardinals up 6-5. to five. Pete Alonso hit a two-run home run uh, to win the game. It was a fantastic series. 
Uh, Paul Goldschmidt had an incredible series. Of course, he's had an incredible year, but he was on another level against the Mets. I think uh, another guy who had a great series who is going to be really important if this series happens is Jeff McNeil, who uh, is a very important player for the Mets going into the postseason. Uh, Overall, the Cardinals, our team, that's really not going to make a lot of mistakes. Uh, I think the Mets sort of adopted that uh, type of thing that the Cardinals have had uh, in the past. But uh, I think that the Cardinals end up out on top in this series in five games. I, I love the Mets. They got a, a fantastic roster. I just I I don't see them getting over the hump this year. All right, all right. Uh, head over to the ALCS, Kyle. You've got the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Who's taking this one home? All right. So before I tell you that, these two watching these two play during the regular season, it was crazy. Every single game was. Amazing. Both of these offenses have been amazing. To me, it comes down to the fact that four out of the seven games will be played at Yankee Stadium. And the atmosphere at this place, if Judge breaks the record this year, which hopefully he does, and with an MVP on your team, I just feel like that the crowd more than anything physically on the field will be too much. And I have the Yankees going to the world series, finally getting over the hump in seven games. Okay. All right. And uh, how about in the NLDS or NLCS? Sorry. Yeah. So I have the Dodgers and the Braves. And just like you said, James, I feel like this Atlanta bullpen is going to be the difference maker. I have the Braves in seven in this game feel like the Dodgers have been riding way too high on like a different planet. I feel like this Braves team is the perfect equalizer for them. And I feel that the bullpen, as you said, is going to be a big key. Like Pat said, Spencer Strider's injured right now, but ALCS, we're talking, I mean, NLCS, we're talking late October and he'll probably be back by then. So uh, I have the Braves over the Dodgers in seven. All right. I can definitely see that. So, uh, ALCS, I've got Astros. I've got Mariners. Uh, as much as I'm loving the Mariners this year and I want them to make a run, this is going to be Astros in five. Um, I think the Astros, as a team for the postseason, are the best built for the postseason right now. They have a ridiculous rotation. They're probably going to go Verlander, Fran Valdez, Lance McCullers, who has been amazing coming back from injury, and Luis Garcia. And then you've got their already stacked bullpen of uh, Presley, Montero, Stanek, Brian Abreu, Will Smith. And then you add in Urquidy and Javier, who are guys that have been starting for them for most of the year. They do not have a hole in their pitching staff. Their lineup is fantastic as well, obviously. you got Altuve. you got Jordan Alvarez. The Mariners sadly do not stand a chance. Astros take it in five. Now, I've got Mets Braves in the NLCS. I would pay ridiculous amounts of money to even step foot in one of these stadiums in the NLCS if we get this matchup. Because these two teams have been going at it all year long. The amount of tension that's been built up, the amount of pressure that's going to be on that series is going to be unmatched. You've had guys like Strider and Vaughn Grissom talking a little bit of smack. The fire is there between these two teams. And when you look at it, as much as as I'd love to see the Mets in the World Series, and I've been rooting for the Mets all year, I do think that the Braves are going to be running on this momentum. And I think the Braves take it over the Mets in seven games. It's going to be a fantastic series, though. How about you, Pat? So we'll start in my ALCS. I have Houston and the New York Yankees. Uh, I do agree with Kyle that if it ends up Yankees-Blue Jays here, I do think the Yankees win. Yep. Uh, however, that is not what I have. I have Houston here, and I, I, sh- I just think Houston is just downright a better team. I mean – a hundred percent their pitching I trust a lot more. The Yankees have had good pitching this year from guys like uh Nestor Cortez, Luis Severino, and Jameson Tyon, who you can probably expect to all be in their postseason rotation. But I just I don't see a world where that beats I mean Framber Valdez Framber Valdez like the Astros have two ones 
and there's no doubt about it. And I think the Yankees have like a two and then like three two point seven fives. And I just think I just think Houston's a better team. I think they went in five. All right. And then how about in the NLCS? NLCS I have the Dodgers and the Cardinals and for me, what it comes down to right now, what it's lined up for the Dodgers uh postseason um their four guys pitching. Yep. That is four lefties. Ooh. And um I think just about the best numbers in the majors against lefties are gonna come from I know for a fact Paul Goldschmidt. Um, I know for a fact um Albert Pujols. And of course the rest of their lineup can handle their own against either side. But I'm saying those two guys against lefties are just unbelievable. And just ah, that's just how I see it. I think Miles Michaelis is a key piece. I think he's going to have a good postseason. I think it takes seven games, but I think the Cardinals squeak this one. Wow. Okay. So very, very, I think we have, yeah, none of our, uh, None of our uh, uh, World Series matchups are the same. Uh, it's it's all very interesting. And uh, let's start it off with you, Kyle. World Series matchup, Yankees-Braves, playing it like it's the 1990s when they would face off every year. Both these teams are coming off a seven-game series. Who's going to have enough to outlast the other? Okay, so, again, like you said with the Mets – Brave series. I would pay so much money to go to a Yankees World Series game. Uh, they haven't made it in what was it, 2009? Was the last time they actually made it? Yep. The Braves riding off a high after beating the Dodgers. Like Both of these teams are going to be scorching hot. I feel like Yankees are going to get a really good postseason out of Anthony Rizzo. I don't know. I feel like his swing is really going to come into shape when it gets colder out. He's really going to utilize the short porch and right at Yankee Stadium and squeak some of those balls out if the ball's not carrying as much. I feel like guys like Harrison Bader, Oswaldo Cabrera are going to be big guys that are going to be switching in and out of the lineup based off matchups sometimes who's going to give us great defense and scrappy hitters at the plate. But then you look at the Braves, and then their bullpen is just ridiculous. I mean, this was this is, this is was like a coin toss to me. I have it. I, it it's going to seven games. This, if this happens, it's going to seven games. But ultimately, I have the Braves repeating as World Series champions. Yeah. Yeah. Um... There's a guy I want to talk about on the Atlanta Braves, and that is Rysel Iglesias, and I think he is their X Factor. I have an Astros Braves World Series. Um, Rysel Iglesias was traded to the Braves at the deadline, right? Since then, he's pitched in 25 games. He has allowed one earned run. He has an 039 year, right? He has been basically unhittable the entire time he's been in Atlanta. And you put that with the rest of their bullpen, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And we haven't even really talked about their offense. I mean, Matt Olson is definitely not having an Oakland Matt Olson season, but he still hit 31 bombs. You got Austin Riley. You got Michael Harris, who's – it's going to be right uh, between him and uh, Strider for uh, Rookie of the Year. And then you got Acuna. I, oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. You've got Acuna. That, that guy, the, the Harper. <laughs> You'll never be as good as Acuna, Harper. But uh, you've got – I mean, you've got Acuna. He's going to be ridiculous. He's been there before. And here's another guy. Here's a guy that, uh, you know, not a huge fan of, not the best person, but a guy who likes to rake and likes to rake when it matters, and that's Marcelo Zuna. You got Eddie Rosario. He was ridiculous. I'm Ozuna from the Braves. Yes, Ozuna from the Braves. Um, but here's the thing. I think it is the most dif- – baseball is the most difficult sport to repeat in. I believe that, especially in today's baseball. Back in the day, you had the Yankees winning every year. But I think in today's baseball, it is the most difficult sport to repeat in. And that's why I'm going to go Astros. The Astros and the Braves have very, very similar um, offenses, 
But like I've said, the Astros have the best pitching staff in baseball. The Astros are winning this in six games. I, As much as I don't love the Astros, I think this is their year to say, hey, 2017, obviously we were we were cheating. We won because we cheated. I don't think they win in 2017 if they didn't cheat. But uh, th- this is the year where they say, hey, it's it's our year. We are the best team in baseball. We have the one of the most talented teams in baseball, and I think they take it in six. Pat, how about you? St. Louis Cardinals and the Houston Astros. Uh, you know, over the past, I mean, obviously in the early uh, 2010s, the Astros were not very good. But over the past about five years, these two teams have been mainstays in postseason contention, World Series contention, etc. Um and I think these are two teams with very impressive pitching stats. I think definitely um, Houston's off the table more than, you know, like you're going to look at Framber Valdez a lot more likely than you're going to look at uh, Adam, even though he's somehow still pitching well. Yeah. I'm not really sure how that works. Um, and I think another important guy uh, on St. Louis, even though his struggles, his injuries, everything, if he makes the postseason roster and whatever role it's in, I think Jack Flaherty could cause some real problems. Hmm. Um, I, as I said before, I think Miles Michaelis has had a fantastic year and doesn't get talked about whatsoever. Yeah. On okay. the Houston side of things, an important guy in this series, I'm going to say, is Christian Javier. Hmm. Very important. I also think Alex Bregman, who has been very, very successful in the postseason in the past, is extremely important. Uh, I think Houston being at home is going to be a big help for them. I think that uh, Houston's bullpen uh, can get them through an extra game if their starter doesn't have a good one better than St. Louis's can. That's why I think six games, the Houston Astros take the World Series. All right. And I mean, Pat, for you with the Cardinals too, because I mean, Cardinals are a very good team. But uh, you didn't even mention like Quintana. Quintana has been arguably the best trade deadline acquisition. This guy's got a two eleven ERA and has allowed like point two home runs per nine. He's allowed two point three walks per nine. He's been ridiculously efficient. And then you got Montgomery too. There, they've got a deep rotation. And uh, Ryan Helsley has been best reliever in baseball, not named Edwin Diaz this year. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, the Astros are a fantastic team. So we got Braves in seven for Kyle's Astros in six for both me and Pat. Um, it's going to be a fun postseason. This has been a great year of baseball. We've had some incredible milestones. We've had some incredible moments. And I don't think the postseason is going to disappoint. So let's move on to some more about our uh, story arc right now. Who is going to be the biggest villain for the postseason? Um, it's always interesting. You know, in the past, we've seen Carlos Correa kind of become the villain. We've had the whole Yankees team for a while become the villain. Uh, the whole Astros team become the villain for a little bit. But uh, Kyle, this year, is there a true villain? Um, and who do you think that might be? You want to know what I think the villain's going to be? Is the Atlanta Braves trying to steal the song Narco from the New York Mets. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. I saw some clips of uh, people in uh, Atlanta blasting that song last night. I was... Uh, I was ready to throw hands, to be completely honest with you, Kyle. But uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but to be to be uh, to be serious, I think the biggest villain, in a good way, is Anthony Rizzo. I mean, this dude is—he plays Gold Glove defense at first base every single day. I know you guys don't watch the Yankees as much as I do, but I don't think there's a pick this guy's missed. I feel like his ability to stand on the plate, choke up, and just slap the ball the other way when uh, the shift is on is going to be a big deal. And his ability to hit the ball out with the short porch, like what I said, I feel like he's going to be a man on a mission, uh, batting behind Aaron Judge, which is like probably the biggest position right now in baseball because no one wants to pitch to him. I feel like Anthony Rizzo, man on a mission, he's a villain in a good way. 
All right. I can definitely see Rizzo. Um, I think most people, if you ask them this question, I asked a bunch of people uh, who I go to school with and some family members, like, what do you think on this question? And it's tough because you don't have a very obvious pick this year, I feel like. You could say Altuve, but that's kind of boring. I mean, most people, I think, have gotten over the uh, Houston Astros cheating. You could say Aaron Judge. He's having a fantastic year. The Yankees are the evil empire, used to be at least. Um, but I think it's different for whatever you look at. I think there's a lot of teams where if you look at them, their villain is different. I think if you're the Braves fans, you're looking at the postseason and you're saying, wow, maybe Freddie Freeman is the villain. Like, obviously, it was not his 100% his decision to leave and he wanted to stay in Atlanta. But are you going to love turning on the NLCS of the Dodgers-Braves game and seeing your best player since Chipper Jones facing off against you? I feel like that could throw some tension in there. Um I feel like if you're if you're the Mets, I mean, you're looking at the uh, you're looking at the Braves right now, and you're saying like any one of these guys could be the villain. Spencer Strider has said some things about the Mets this year, um, but I don't know if you can truly say anybody. I think who I have to go with though as the true villain of the postseason, and I don't think this gets talked enough. I I gotta go, Alex Bregman. You know, it's an interesting one, but. Bregman's always a guy that seems to screw things up in the postseason. He's such a good postseason hitter. I'm going to go Alex Bregman. Okay. Obviously, the villain is somebody who, you know, screws things up, makes things happen that, you know, aren't supposed to be happening. Uh, who's doing that this year for me? It's the Cardinals. The Cardinals are making things happen in the postseason that aren't supposed to happen. Who's the guy... That gets a little fiery. He's new, new to the postseason. He's not here often. But he's here now. He's got protection in the lineup. He's got a perfect opportunity to be a hero for the St. Louis Cardinals. That's Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado is going to go into the postseason. And he's going to beat your favorite team. And you're going to be very upset about it. But he's going to do it with no mercy. And they're going to win the National League pennant. Okay. I could definitely see Arenado having a fantastic postseason. He's, he's, I would say, definitely a top 10 player in baseball at the moment. So I could definitely see that happening. Um, let's move on a little bit to a shock factor. We're each going to give a team that we think are going to shock the world a little bit in the postseason. We've already kind of discussed this a little bit. But also, who's going to be their X factor? The guy that's going to be so key to them winning that if they're not on, it's probably not going to happen. So, Kyle, who do you think will shock the world this postseason? Me, I know it sounds like I'm harping on the Yankees, but I feel like this team's so bipolar that they could go either way. And do you want to know who needs to be great to have the to have the Yankees go to the World Series? Is their ace Garrett Cole? He's he's had a he's had a he's had a good year, but not what we think is Yankee. Not what we expect as Yankee fans. I feel like he's going to need to be on perfect Garrett Cole form to really make the Yankees go. He's the true ace of that team. He's gets he gets fired up. I love it. Garrett Cole is going to be the guy that motors the New York Yankees to the AL pen. All right, I could definitely see that. I think Cole's a guy that no matter what happens, similar with Stan, no matter what happens during the regular season, this is a guy that you do not want to face in the postseason because of how much experience they have there. Um, so yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Uh, my shock factor is the team I got going to the ALCS, and that's the Seattle Mariners. They're a very special team. It's going to be tough without Julio Rodriguez. It really is. Their offense is not complete without him. He's a future superstar, all-star, almost maybe MVP. But there are two guys who I think are X-factors. That is, number one, on the offensive side, that's Mitch Haniger. He is a guy who has been hurt for a little bit of this year, but he's an RBI machine and a guy that likes to rake when it matters. The other guy I have there is Robbie Ray. Gets the contract. He's the reigning American League Cy Young. He's quietly had a very solid season. But the postseason is his time to shine and say, hey, I'm still going to pitch at a Cy Young level. I need to be here, and I'm going to leave this amazing young staff because I'm a veteran. I've done this before. So that I think the Mariners are going to shock the world a little bit, and I think they're going to do that behind Hanniger and Ray. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, uh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking where I want to choose my X Factor, which team to take it from, and, you know, it's a tough decision. I mean, obviously, guys I mentioned before, obviously, I mean, 
like I said about Nolan Arenado, obviously that could be very important. Um, I think in terms of like a team like Atlanta, like I mentioned before, if they have Spencer Strider, that's extremely important for them. Uh, I mentioned before, they think Jeff McNeil is very important to the Mets. Um, I think if the Dodgers are to follow through on however 109 wins they have so far this year, it's going to be extremely important to have Andrew Heaney and Tyler Anderson. The reason I don't have the Dodgers in the World Series is because I don't see those guys uh, in games uh, five and six, six, seven, where they're pitching for the second time in the series. I just don't see that holding up. That's really difficult. And I, you know, all in all, I'm going to go back to my earlier, even though they don't make it to the CS, they win in the wild card and they end up losing in five. But I think Shane Bieber is extremely important to the Guardians. I think Shane Bieber could put the Guardians through to the CS possibly. Like I said, I have that series going five. I think it's extremely important. Yeah, no, Shane Bieber's a fantastic pitcher. He's a perennial Cy Young candidate. I mean, uh, we haven't, we've only seen him once in the postseason. Maybe this is the time where he makes a name for himself. So, you know, we've talked a lot of postseason. Let's round it out with some hot takes. Two of these are related to the postseason. One of them is related a little bit more to the offseason. So, uh, first off, and I want to get all of your opinions on this, uh, first hot take, Aaron Judge will cool off in the postseason. He will not be as big a factor in the Yankees victory. Kyle, what are your thoughts on this? What do you mean by what what is it what do they mean by like cool off though? Because him cooling off could still be like insane. He I mean, does this person have the Yankees going far? Does this I don't know. That was the they just dropped it in there. Aaron Judge is gonna cool off in the postseason. I mean I don't know. This is this is tough. I mean, I mean, cooling off for him would be what batting three hundred. Um, so yeah, I mean, just due to the nature of what he's done this regular season. I mean, yes, I feel like he's gonna cool off, but is he gonna be terrible? Forget out of hit? No, I still like he's. I still feel like he's gonna be a really important piece to this offense, and. He's just going to keep doing what Aaron Judge does and play amazing defense out in the field. But I feel like offensively, I feel like he might slide a bit, but not much. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge is an interesting guy. Uh, He's had mixed results in the postseason. He's still been a good guy. He's a career 230 hitter. He's got an 843 OPS. Uh, 230? For his career in the postseason. Oh. Oh. I thought, yeah, I thought you no, said no, 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 absolutely not. But, uh, you know, Aaron Judge is a guy who I think right now is, even though he hasn't quite, everyone's got all eyes on him and they're expecting him to hit a home run every game, he's been getting walked a ton. He's still got like almost the 2,000 OPS since he's been trying to go for like 62. He's a ridiculous hitter. I don't think he's going to cool off. I think he's still going to be the guy for the Yankees. Um, will he be hitting like a home run every two minutes like he has in the regular season? Maybe not. Probably not. But I do. I don't love this take because I think Aaron Judge will stay super hot. Pat. Yeah, I just. I mean, personally, I mean, it, you watch Judge's home runs. It, it doesn't look like he's trying at all. Oh yeah. I mean, it looks like his swing. I I don't mean to tick off the. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's doing what the guy did but i'm saying is i'm just make making an observation his swing and the way he hits home runs looks like just how mcguire did it looks like he's not trying he just touches the ball and it goes 600 feet and i just i don't know how he does it as a walking offensive lineman that's why he's six seven two (laughs) eighty yeah no i mean the only people that i've really witnessed that have maybe an easier swing is uh, Shohei Otani. And then going back through watching old things, Mark McGuire and Ken Griffey Jr. I don't think there's anyone else. I remember watching the Subway series. Judge took one yard. And just by the way he swung, I didn't think it was going to go. I thought that's like, oh, that's a pop fly. But he is so powerful. And he has such a nice natural swing that he shuts down all the haters. He's going to have a fantastic postseason. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, 
Really, it depends who you run into. I mean, I know if Judge has, like, one fault, it's the breaking stuff blowing away. That's the only way you beat him, really. Yeah. Um, let's talk another postseason hot take here. This person said the Guardians make a run at the ALCS. Now, I have the Guardians losing in the wild card. Pat has them going to the ALDS and being close. Kyle? Are we alive? Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, do you think the Guardians have a chance at the ALCS? Um, do they have a chance? Yes, everyone does, but no, I don't think they have a chance. The way who they'd have to get through the Yankees and they'd have to get through the Mariners. Is it possible with Jose Ramirez being insane and Shane Bieber being insane? Yes. I don't hate this take but I certainly don't like it. All right, all right. You know, I think I think as much as we talk about J-Ram and as much as we talk about Bieber, I think it's going to also come down to their other guys. You've got Emmanuel Classe. He is one of the best relievers in baseball, easily top five. And then you've got the guys who have really jumped onto the scene and been fantastic this year. Andres Jimenez has been an easy silver slugger, probably top 15 in MVP voting candidate. And Stephen Kwan definitely has his name in the Rookie of the Year ballot especially because of the injury to uh, Julio Rodriguez. Um, I think, and then like Ahmed Rosario, Tristan McKenzie, these are guys that are all having fantastic seasons. Josh Naylor. Um, I think it's definitely possible that they make a run at the ALCS. I, I don't think it will happen, but I do think it's a possibility. Um, final hot take for us. And this one's more related to the offseason. We'll end it on this one. That is Shohei Otani. Should whoa, get whoa, whoa. oh something happened. What's up? I was not here for any of that. I don't know what just happened. Oh, uh, in the podcast? Yeah, it like oh we were, it, we were talking about the Guardians for a little bit. It stopped talking to me. Oh okay okay. Oh, wait, let me talk about the Guardians. <laughs> yeah, talk about the Guardians for a little bit. All right. Yes, obviously, based off what I said before, the Guardians have a chance to make a run at the NLCS. ALCS. They can't make it to the NLCS. If they make it to the NLCS, I'll be very impressed. Um, but Guardians in the second half have been fantastic. In the first half, they were uh, 46 and 44. Uh, in this half, 43 and 24. I mean, that's impressive. They're 21 and 8 in September. The team's hot. They're 7 22 in extra inning games. Uh, they, they're 28 and 17 in one run games. They're a team that finds a way to win. I really don't care about their division. I don't. All right. Yeah. Um, final take for us, and this one is about the offseason, like I said, uh, is about Shohei Otani. And this person thinks Shohei Otani should get legitimate consideration for the Cy Young Award. Obviously, the front runners are Justin Verlander, Dylan Cease. But, I mean, Otani's got a 235 ERA. He's got a 244 FIP. His war is right, his pitching war is right up there with him, and he struck out 213 over uh, 161 innings with the most strikeouts per nine in baseball. So, what do you guys think about this? The take was Shohei Otani could deserves, win the Cy Young. Yeah, or will deserves win serious consideration and has a shot or should win the Cy Young. Um. Like you said, Dylan Cease, Justin Verlander, those are my top two. But if you look at the numbers, there isn't really a third guy. So I could see there's a world where Shohei Otani has a amazing last start if he gets one and goes crazy and has a chance to slide into the top three in the Cy Young voting. But I think Verlander and Cease have done just done way too much this year where Shohei Otani – doesn't really have a chance at the Cy Young. All right, Pat. <laughs> Pat, you there? It went away again. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, all right, Otani. Does he does he deserve a chance at the Cy Young this year? Of course he does. He's not going to win it, but of course he does. He'll finish top eight in the voting. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, you know, should he be in contention for uh, the? Um, Sorry, Cy Young. Yes, of course you should. You know, 
Like, he's right there. He's having a fantastic pitching season. He's also hit 35 home runs and drove in 95 RBIs with a 360 on base percentage and an 890 OPS. And that's just saying he's going to finish second for Silver Slugger DH and maybe like sixth for the Cy Young. This should probably be an MVP. But hey, you know, you don't know what's going to happen, but he should. Oh, boy. All right. You know what? Let's finish it out with this. I think Otani's Otani's easily my three for Cy Young. I think he's ahead of Manoa. I've got him behind uh, Cease and Verlander. Um, Amber? What Otani has done this year as a pure as like a pure pitch, I'm gonna I'm gonna well, say Cy Young has nothing to do with hitting. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, but. Uh, uh, I think Otani's been better than Framber Valdez. If you look at all the numbers across the board and just how he's been able to do that with all the rest of his game, now obviously that doesn't play an effect in Cy Young, and I'm gonna keep saying that now. But uh, I think he's got. I mean, he's got a higher uh, WAR according to Fangrass. He struck out more guys, lower ERA, lower FIP. Um, as much as Framber has been so 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 good this year, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Otani over him. Yeah, I just think Framber's fantastic. He he's such a rock. I mean, what a, he's got the record for most consecutive quality starts. I think it's twenty seven now. Yeah. I mean, Christ, that's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will open our uh, our MVP debates in our next episode, which is going to be our season review. We might have another one mixed into the uh, yes. middle of the postseason. But uh, interesting. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting episode. I'm excited for that one. But uh, thanks for coming on, Kyle, and talking to us about the postseason. And uh, we always love having Kyle on. It's been great. It's been great talking with you guys. Great doing my research. Yeah. Uh, Hope to be on soon. Absolutely. Well, you'll definitely be on very soon. And uh, final note I can leave you with is uh, Jose Quintana for Cy Young. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you soon.